greetings, and welcome to the Thirsty Mage, the podcast with folks who play too many RPGs attempting to give each other even more. I'm your host, David Lloyd, and this week is our annual Secret Santa episode, where we all share the gifts that we gave each other over the holidays and provide some early impressions on how they're going so far. It's not often we're able to get the whole crew out for an episode, but the stars have aligned and we're looking to have a a fun conversation. Joining me is the man still getting hate mail for some inexplicable reason for his Crisis Core review. It's Jordan Rudick. Oh, it's very, very explicable, I'd say. As soon as you give something with Final Fantasy in the title under a seven, you're you're public enemy number one. Yeah. Uh, no, now now I'm getting hate mail for uh, not giving Persona Three Portable a ten. So it, it's it's always something, I guess. But yeah. Well, uh, Paige and I definitely did not uh, tell people to uh, comment on on your review of Crisis Core during our Crisis Core uh, episode. We definitely did not say <laughs> I, that. I knew I knew the crew of the Thirsty Mage would always have my back. <laughs> That's why I appreciate we, you guys. Almost. We did, however, say that um, you and Casey have to do Dirge of Cerberus because you missed out on Crisis Core. <laughs> oh my gosh yeah. well it, i mean I, it getting a re-release is a lot closer now that crisis core has gotten one so it's it's certainly possible at this point and you and you have to review it too yeah uh, oh no so, <laughs> such as my 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 pen my eternal penance to review uh, the this final fantasy spinoff that i'm not gonna like as much i guess yeah also with us enjoying his ps5 to its fullest with a gorgeous from software game it's casey gibson uh, yep, yeah, we uh, we're actually starting this episode about twenty minutes later than than the scheduled start time because I uh, kept on rambling about Demon Souls. Yeah, I guess technically this one's not the well, I, it was originally from software, but Blue Point I think is. Uh... Yeah, I yeah, think, Blue, yeah, yeah, Blue I Point think did the remake. For something this one. with Blue, yeah. As, yeah Blue Point uh, does like yeah. a lot of really great remakes. Yep. I mean, yeah, people seem to think they're working on a Metal Gear Solid one. I don't know if that's true. It'd be cool. I, I'd love to mm. see that, but we'll still we don't know what the, the next rumors? project is. Uh, Bat, uh, Baton Kaito, I, is that how you say it? I, Baton Kaitos, yeah. I, yeah. Saw, I saw that rumor today, too. Apparently, uh, a remake in the, the, the works there as well, which mm-hmm. that's a game I didn't play originally, so I would definitely be interested in it that. It's super expensive to try to buy it now. It's really, really pricey. Uh, hundreds of dollars, I think. So yeah. and, and there's a sequel to it, I believe, as well, that uh, may be equally as expensive. So be cool. I, I love those games that, like, you know, to try to play it now, it's like three or four hundred bucks. Like, I, th- those are the ones I really want to get, you know, remade or re-released. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Amen. And rounding out our RPG quartet, fresh from penning a strongly worded letter to Koei Tecmo, it's Paige Chamberlain. I think this is a conspiracy on the part of a Mr. Rudek in order to save sales <laughs> of a certain game. I, uh, gosh, I, 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 I had something cooked up for this line too. And I was like, oh yeah, this is a, uh, no, no, Paige. I, I, I think that, um, you know, obviously I tell you, Rise, I just need a little more time in the oven, a little more time in the cauldron, I guess, as it were. Um, but uh, I'm sure it'll be all the better for it. Don't worry. It, it's my, my entire day plan's ruined. It was play Riser until her husband wakes up and then play Kirby. And I'd just sit there looking at Kirby, waiting for someone to. <laughs> They're just giving you more time to play Octopath 2. That's all. It, it's, uh-huh. it's, it's just clever marketing, I think. So. I think Octopath 2 uh, went up five, point, five Metacritic points because it doesn't have Riser to compare it to now. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, no, that that was the real sabotage. Just trying to win fantasy critic this year or, or, <laughs> meta, or Metacritic predictions. Yeah, which uh, I'm I'm up to a, a, an early lead. I have to say with uh, yes, the first yeah. 
Fire Emblem's uh, Metacritic number came in lower than everyone said. <laughs> yeah. So, so I, I, I won the Price is Right style of uh, having the lowest bid on uh, Fire Fire Emblem Engage. Do you have the numbers handy with you, David? I, I know that you had the lowest of us, but... Yeah, so I had 85. Yeah. Um, I know the two numbers were 80, 87 and 90. Mm-hmm. And I can't remember if Jordan said 90 or if... No, I said, said 90. 90. And then afterwards, okay, it was so- like, based on what I heard... Before it came, the reviews came out. I was like, "Oh, maybe I shouldn't have said it so high." (laughs) (laughs) I knew as 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 soon as they took the dating sim out of that game, I knew it was doomed. And uh, that that's what the comment I'm seeing the most is that the game has no story and no dating sim. So I just saw this funny like quote tweet on because like the the RPG site does these little things for the reviews of the pro cons and the quote and stuff, and then someone's like. How is this an eight out of ten when two thirds of the game's story and supports are bad? And it's like <laughs> the idea that that's two thirds of the game and not like the actual part where you're <laughs> playing. Yeah, you know the gameplay, the the, gameplay. the, 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 the RPG <laughs> gameplay. <laughs> Just ignore that part. I tell you what, though, it, it not having a dating sim actually m- makes me way more interested in it. Yeah, me too. It's I, like I'm not against dating sim, like obviously, like Persona that you get the those social links stuff. But Fire, I like old Game Boy Advance Fire Emblem, you know, not like present day Fire Emblem, Ugh. which is sad. I, it's like used to be one of my favorite franchises. Now I, I'm like I'm not even going to get engaged. I mean, I I thought you were going to say I'm not going to get engaged, and I'm like, oh, yeah. oh, well, yeah. well, no, I'm not. I know. <laughs> not anymore. <laughs> That's right. Uh, you're you're way past that. Um, I was gonna I was gonna say um, I, I I like the idea of them alternating between you know, uh, waifu harem Fire Emblem style and like classic just focused on the battle Fire Emblem style. Like just just do one of one of each, like one every couple of years. You know, just alternate between right. the styles. And doesn't everyone get what they want at that point? I don't so, know. Like you yeah, think that, with yeah. this art style, they'd be going more for the <laughs> that waifu. way. Yeah, yeah, totally. Because it's much more color. Like it's so colorful that my baby loves watching the preview videos. Oh, the the yeah. art is great. I really, yeah. I, I know they hired a, a specific artist to help them with the design of these characters and her her work. I believe it's a she. Uh, the, her work is just incredible. I'd, I'd love to see some of the kind of concept art and the work from the artist directly and how it's translated in the game. You know, obviously not one to one, but uh, obviously that that influence is coming through, and it, it certainly gives the game a lot of charm. I don't know. No Manuela. No no David Purchase. <laughs> Yeah, you got. She got to unlock her in uh, New Game Plus or something um, like that. Um, I'm DLC. Hoping, yeah. When I think of Manuela, I just think that she needs Edna Krabappel's voice rather than the one that she has. <laughs> oh, she looks so much like her. Yeah. <laughs> I think. I think that. I think Edna's she... voice actress passed away, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Oh, like Marsha no. Wallace, right? Yeah. Mm. Couple good years old ago. Edna Krabappel, man. What a great yeah. character. Oh, so good. Uh, well, bad, yeah, it was bad for Mr. Flanders. That was his what, second. <laughs> <laughs> yeah i just have a picture of all the characters on three houses and and uh i don't know yeah it's it's funny because i it, i going back and remember and uh all the i remember when the, my last playthrough i think i ended up uh, bringing everyone over but like the, i know each house is a leader and then each house is like one confidant i guess yeah, that you can dedicated you, that, but but by the end of my game the i had like 28 people under my house and then two there's like two people under the other houses 
and thinking um, like how ridiculous that was. It's funny seeing that. I didn't do it in that game, but in Three Hopes, I just like recruited everyone I could, and you just constantly like you talk to them and they're complaining about having to fight their friends, and it's like, whose fault is that? You didn't have to say yes, exactly. Yeah. Um, I if we just want to push the Secret Santa episode to next week and just do Fire Emblem engage thoughts or Fire Emblem series uh, <laughs> retrospective here. Uh, Sounds when like it that. makes sense to do Final Engage next week after the games. <laughs> that's what I mean. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So that's that, that's the joke. Is that we want to talk about it so much? I, I guess review scores just drops, and I, I am quite hyped up for it now. Um, someone just posted like, in the I'll be just like chat. Um, I'm not they had the staff chat. They just posted the Metacritic scores for um, Final Bomb games. Um, Engage is 82. Three Houses is 89. So it's probably why I came with 190. Um, Stages of Valencia, 81. Birthright oh, and Conquest have two different ones history. by one point. It's like 86 and 87. Oh, and so yeah, the three Fates games go from 86, 87 to 88. Mm. Uh, Awakening is 92. And Shadow Dragon is an 81. I find that I think that's high for the Fates games, especially how yeah. people kind of look back at them not very favorably, right? Mm. So Engage is like on the very, very low end. Yeah, really? it feels it's, very much a, a reaction it's, it's, to three it's houses. Same, yeah, so, yeah. th- like um, Shadow Dragon and Shadows of Valencia. So, like remakes of the first two games are at eighty one, and this is eighty two. Valencia was great. Yeah, Shadows yeah. of Valencia. That was the best Fire Emblem, I think, in in like the last decade. Yeah, that's a, that's really a game good. I got three quarters through. So I got to get oh, back into it. Oh, it's so good. I um, love that I, game. I, it just, there's like, you know, there's like a tower. And then on the last fight, um, Selica died. And like, if it was anybody else, I could just keep going. Be like, oh, well, they're dead. But like, because it's the main character, you could, you know, you got to start yeah, yeah. the whole segment again. I mean, at that but, point, you just throw your 3DS in the fire and just be done yeah, with it. Right? That, well, that, I, I have I know, that happened to me in, in Sacred Stones back in the day. Like, I played through, like, all of the missions i was on like the there was like three missions left and i like just got my butt kicked and i remember just quitting and then going back like a year later and, and starting it like all over and i remember like oh no like i'm up to the mission like i'm gonna like mm-hmm. here it is and then like just steamrolled it and i'm like oh yeah. man like i don't know if i was just really bad at like the first time or, or what but always but, funny yeah. when you go back and just it's like oh it, it was not nearly as bad as i thought <laughs> I also think that there's probably a lot more reviews. Um, I'm not sure. I didn't say it there, but like there was over 60 reviews for Engage mm. already. Yeah, which is a lot. And obviously, the more reviews you have, the score is going to be lower, right? So, um, but, but that's okay. I mean, again, I think that people who like traditional Fire Emblem uh, seem to really like the game. Um, and if you're kind of bemoaning the absence of uh, more ro- romance options and more of the outside of battle stuff, like, Again, just go back and play Three Houses again, I guess. You've still got well, uh, another route to finish, I'm sure. The lesson that Nintendo uh, needs to learn here is that every Nintendo game has to have a dating sim. So the next Mario oh, is, is, is going to have... Uh, Come on uh, down, Bowsette. No, that, yeah, that's, that's what I was going to say. Yeah. There's going to be Peach. What is it? Peach, Peach Daisy, and uh, Bowsette. And you have to yeah. decide between the three. Yeah. Mm. Oh, and uh, that that bird that uh, yeah, give me Birdo, baby, Birdo, Birdo. Yeah. Birdo. Um, that, that, that Nas, you kidding me? There's yeah. a bunch of women in the the Warrior series. I can take some of those. Pauline oh, that's true. Well. Yeah, yeah. Oh, Rosalina. Yeah, I was gonna say Rosalina's a- actually like the the choice. You know, 
big tall woman. Choice. Let's no, go, Casey. I think you prefer rabid Rosalina, right? <laughs> <laughs> rabid <Yeah>. Peach. <laughs> rabid Peach. <laughs> <laughs> The, the big question will be what wafus uh, are, are going to be in the Kirby dating sim game. Um, mm. King Dedede and Metamorph. <laughs> Just Kirby himself. Queen right. DDD. They'll be yeah. a new character. Um, seems like a, a good time to transition into the uh, <laughs> topic. I think we're almost out of time here, folks. Like, I don't think there's... Speaking of waifus. We're going we're gonna to have to cut at least uh, David's game, maybe Casey's game. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's why we didn't start recording when you guys were talking about Demon Souls. <laughs> then, yeah, we, the episode would be done at that at that point. Uh, yeah. it, it, well, most of most of what got cut out was me cursing, swearing at the yurt, killing my entire uh, character, my whole village, my whole village, <laughs> uh, taking away any any upgrades that I wanted to purchase for the remainder of my game, and basically just trying to make do with what I had. You you're doing the Iron Man run of Demon Souls. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, I'm doing, doing, doing the genocide run where no, no one's left alive. Casey, why don't you uh, kick off our, our talk? So I guess what we'll just start it off with saying uh, who got who what. So uh, I bought Kate. I was the secret Santa for Casey. So uh, I, I purchased the game he's about to talk about. Uh, and Casey bought for Jordan. Yeah. Jordan bought for Paige. No. For- yes. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and Paige bought for me. Yes. <laughs> yeah. You got it, like, right in got order. it all. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Got it all. Uh, so yeah, Casey, take us, take it away. All right. Yep. So uh, David got me Final Fantasy IV, the pixel remaster, and I have uh, I played out of I've never played Final Fantasy IV, um, and I've only played a little bit of Final Fantasy One pixel remaster. So I haven't really messed around with any of the remasters at all, um, and I've played about an hour, so pretty pretty early on into the game. But man. They look so good. The The pixel remasters look really good, and they sound really, really nice as well. Um, and this game, right, uh, forgive me, I'm going to mess up the names here. Uh, let me see if I can. Uh, so the main guy in Final Fantasy IV. Cecil? Cecil, that's right. Yep, and he's like a dark knight, right? That's mm-hmm. uh, yep. So you start off, right, he's sort of the commander of the uh, the Red Wings, and you're sort of tasked with going down and, and getting the crystal, I believe the water crystal, uh, for the king. Mm-hmm. And the king is sort of set out like a, uh, no restrictions on how you're going to get this uh, this here crystal. And, um, you know, you sort of go in there and you got to kill a lot of people. And and this is all like, you're not actually playing this, this sort of cut scenes, right? And uh, you go down, you get the crystal and and you can already tell he is sort of questioning what's going on here. Uh, like why, you know, why are acquiring these crystals so important that you're really just, you know, savagely and barbarically killing people, um, you know, and taking out like whole towns and, and all that such. Uh, so 
you know, you you return the crystal to the king and, you know, he he, he questions the king. Right. And immediately, you know, you're sort of labeled as a traitor. Uh, but it seems like maybe you can, uh, you know, win back uh, the, the good graces of the king by delivering this bomb ring to the uh the the one town over there um so they do call it bomb ring then eh? i was curious yeah yeah why well, is there a different name in the original in the original i'm pretty sure they they say package it's I, just called package yeah yeah it's package just called package. package yeah yeah they were joking about this on retronauts um about how in the yeah in the original translation it was package and then in in this one it's bomb ring but um Cecil doesn't know it's supposedly Cecil's not supposed to know what happens when they get to the village. Mm-hmm. But the joke is, is like, he's literally carrying a package that says bomb. And he's like, I didn't know what it was. Package yeah. made more sense for him being yeah. kind of unaware of what was going to happen. Right. Like yeah. just bringing this package, like you have no idea what, what's going to happen when you get there. Right. That it's going to open up and explode all these bombs coming yeah. out. But bomb ring is like, oh, bomb ring. <laughs> what did you think was going to happen? See, so yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, sort of a, a strange change. Um, yep. Yeah. Very weird. But yeah. So you, so you go you get to the town and right. You you go through a cave and you actually fight this dragon, uh, the mist dragon. And like, you know, you can attack her while she's in her dragon form. But then when she switches to mist, you know, any damage you do uh, doesn't do any damage, but then you get countered. So uh, a nice little intro fight, you know, not too hard or anything. Um, but then you find out you go in there. Yeah. All of a sudden you hope that you walk into town and the bomb ring just blows up the entire town. And uh, I guess it turned out the goal was to kill all the summoners. Um, and actually you find like a, a young girl. And her mother had died, and actually, the summoners are connected to what they summon, and and you killed her dragon, which was her summon. So, um, you know, you end up sort of trying to, you know, Cecil feels really bad, and like obviously this little girl is like, uh, like you just killed my mom, like I don't care, you feel bad, like I hate you, you know. But ultimately, uh, you sort of protect her from some enemies trying to kill her, and. And officially, right now, you're like you've defied and, and killed your own sort of uh, countrymen uh, to protect this summoner. So seems like you are definitely going to be on the outs uh, with with your kingdom. And uh, that's sort of where I'm at now. The uh, the girl has joined my party. And man, it's sort of brutal. They start her right at level one. Yeah. You know, and I, I was level like 10. So I was like, well, we better, you know, before I go off uh, and, and sort of go to the next objective, I should try and, you know, grind out a, a few levels because she had like 30 hp which you know was was nothing yeah. uh, and it took me like four or five fights bef- like because she kept getting targeted and just dying in like one hit <laughs> so i was like god man this is crazy um but i was able like after she got like to level like three or four she had enough enough hp to actually you know take a hit or two so it was uh, a little bit easier to to grind her up from there but um yeah, a, a few things. Like I said, game looks really great. Um, sounds awesome. Yeah, what I, version I, were you playing? This is the Pixel Remaster. Pixel, okay. Yep. And uh, so, you know, I am, I'm, the story is definitely intriguing and, and I'm interested to keep it going. Like I said, I've never, you know, really played through, like I've dabbled a little bit with some of the older Final Fantasies, but not enough where I've actually seen them all the way through. So this is uh, definitely something I'm, I'm looking forward to continue to play. But there are some weird things, like I said, a little little weird. You start at level one. Um, also, they they they're like, hey, why don't you like make sure you put her in the back row so she doesn't get hit? 
and it's like okay like that makes sense and then but like in the menu it's sort of hard to tell like what indicates front and back row it's just an arrow and it's like well is it like you know like which which way is front so i ended up doing it the wrong way and, and <laughs> demolished the first uh the, the first fight i did with her but yeah. also I, I actually looked online um so there's five i guess you could have five uh, party members in this game at at one time yep. i'm assuming yep, so right. um that like the the first the third and the fifth are on one row and the second and fourth are on one row yeah and they just switch no matter what so you like it isn't like oh i'm just going to select this character and put them in the front row and it like you have to line them up in different slots in your party so that would have been something i would have probably not have picked up on right away if i didn't Mm -hmm. read uh and see what they they were saying with that so you can definitely feel a little bit of the you know the the old game design in there um but yeah, the the facelift is really nice. It's funny, right? Like I I feel like the text feels out of place. Like the the font. oh, I forgot to tell you about this. You can change it. <laughs> oh, can you? Come well, on. but the funny thing is, I'm like, it feels out of place, but man, it's so crisp and easy to read. You know? Oh, okay. Yeah, there's there's a way. Um, like if you go into the, it's pretty easy. If there's like the the text files are are in like the folder on your computer, and if you just what I was doing was um. I would copy the Japanese text, or no, I, I think it was Japanese. There was one of the other languages' texts where you just copy it, change it to English, and then replace the existing English, and then it has like a much better text. Mm. And it's like as easy as that. Like, but there's definitely lots of mods. There's like a you can make it look like Dragon Quest, or you can make it look like the original Final Fantasy. Like, there's a bunch of different. Mm. Yeah, I'll have to look into. It. Like I said, it's one of those like it's nice and easy to read, but yeah, it just it still just feels weird. Off. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. it just feels yeah a little out of place, but uh, yeah, I might have to look into that. Yeah, but, uh, I, so far so good. Yeah, I ended up. Uh, what made me think of that was uh, like we played the Final Fantasy VI. Uh, I guess it was like in the summer or fall last year, and I know uh, had a good time with that. So I figured uh, Final Fantasy IV is a, g- a good follow up for that because it's a uh, very there are a lot of similarities to a certain extent, other than like it's a much more linear li- linear story. But I'm okay with that. You know me. I, I yeah. like. I, well, that's what I was thinking. I was like, well, you like the the linear, and you like the the turn base. So I figure uh, it was up your alley. Yeah. No, it was a, a a perfect hit. So thank you very much. Yeah. And then nice and easy to just plug in the PlayStation controller, and and works with Steam, nice and easy. Mm-hmm. And uh, I tried to I tried to see if the Switch freaking Switch controller just wouldn't work. Ah, Nintendo man. <laughs> I don't know if you've tried. Um, because I know you you got a new TV last year, I think, right? And uh, I don't know if it has like Android apps or on it, but if you can get the Steam Link app on your television, you could. Uh, oh, I could beam it over there. Yeah. Do you know if that works on like a Google Chrome or a Google TV or something? Oh yeah, Google TV is the one that like I have a Google, so I have a Sony, but it it runs like the Google software. Uh, like it's an Android TV, so. Mm, um, okay. So there's an app. If you get the Steam Link app, uh, all you'd basically do is just turn turn your computer on, turn Steam on, and then the television and then you, the television app will say, "Oh, you got a computer on this Wi-Fi," and then you could basically play any Steam game on your television. Uh, mm-hmm. And you can either can like you can either leave the controller connected to the computer and just play, or you can just uh, could, 
the controller can be connected to the television directly and can play through that. Mm, um, I'll have to look into that because, yeah, I mean, I, it's not so bad on my computer. But, yeah, if I could sit in the couch, it would uh, probably be a little bit more enjoyable. Yeah, well, and the, the, if the Switch, uh, I'm pretty sure I used my Switch controller on the television. So you could probably use the Pro Controller. On, like, if you connect it via Bluetooth to your television, then you'll be able to use the Switch controller with the game. Hmm. Sweet, sweet. Yep. Thank you, sir. I appreciate the gift. No, no problem. Uh, I, I, I'm never one to not uh, promote Square Games, so... Uh, I'm just was, glad you didn't get pretty... the Octopath Traveler as a... A, <laughs> a gag gift? Yeah. <laughs> well, well you have to play it for the episode, so you'd be yeah. forced to, and that would have been worthwhile, I think. But... <laughs> that, Jordan's like, man, I wish I got Casey. <laughs> is it technically a gift if Square is trying to give away the game? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Although I say that and they're probably asking full price right now. So uh, who knows? Uh, but yeah, Jordan, why don't you kick us off uh, with your game? Sure. Yeah. So uh, Casey got me a gift. Uh, Grim Dawn. It is uh, very much a Diablo type game. A di- hard to not call it just a Diablo clone. Uh, mm-hmm. Kind of that, that uh, you know, action RPG kind of like it originated on on computers, obviously kind of top down isometric perspective. Where um, I I've been playing it on uh, PC, obviously I, you wouldn't really use a controller. It's so easy to con- uh, with a controller. It's so easy to control with a mouse and keyboard. So um, yeah, I just kind of been clicking my way through. Uh, I think I've put in about three ish hours. I only started last night, but man, I couldn't put the game down. Like it was, it's really really compelling. Um, and I, I don't know if that's so much the game or just like me like being in the mood for a game like this right now. And I totally am. Um, the setup is the story is kind of forgettable, and uh, I don't really know. It's hard to distinguish what's a main quest from a side quest. I'm kind of just messing around with it. But I so I chose like a warrior type class. Um, when you hit level ten, you can you can choose a secondary class, and so I I took like a shaman type. And so on my left click, I've got like my standard um, kind of slashing attack, which I've I've powered up through some uh, through some branches on the skill tree. But on the right, uh, my right click, I've got like this. Kind of like pestilence type uh, insect spray that I, I, I kind of shoot out in front of me and it infects all the enemies and makes them easier to take down and they uh, they do it does like continuous uh, ticking damage on them too, uh, so I, I feel like a badass right now. Um, the the map seems quite big. It seems like there's a lot of uh, DLC or separate campaigns for the game, so I imagine there's tons of content here. I think the game is pretty fresh too. I mean the the title screen says 2022, and I don't know if that's just because the last uh, maybe DLC dropped in 2022. But um, yeah, it, it's really fun. Uh, it, it, I guess the highest compliment I can pay it is that it feels like Diablo. It feels like you're just playing a Diablo type game. Um, the voice acting isn't isn't great. doesn't really add a lot. Um, but you know, just a minute to minute exploration combat, you know, seeing loot pop up, leveling up. Uh, there's multiple skill trees. Uh, you're you're also, you're often kind of unlocking uh, new waypoints, just like you just like you would in Diablo. Um, I think you can fa- instead of a town portal, I think you can fast travel from anywhere, which is kind of nice. I think you just go to the map and you click on any of the waypoints that you've opened, and you can just go there. Uh, so I like that kind of quality of life feature. Um, what else can I? What else can I say? One thing I've noticed that there aren't a lot of like major boss fights or at least i haven't encountered any i think i'm approaching a a fairly major kind of turning point in the story uh where i'm 
uh, a ways north from the starting village. Uh, and I've gone through, you know, marshy areas and um, under uh, underground caverns and um, uh, graveyard type areas. I've gone through all that. And then uh, I'm going into this abandoned town. I think there was a, a warden there who seems to have been maybe experimenting on people uh, in, in his uh, in his dungeon or his cellar. So I think going in there, I think taking out this warden fellow just remind I'm getting like, you know, fee, uh, I guess I'm reminded of like the butcher as a, as a boss or a character in Diablo. And so I wonder if it's going to be uh, one of the first major bosses that I encounter. But um, yeah, digging it. Um, I find it again. I, I started playing last night. Like I'll play an hour, see how it goes. Uh, and I, I didn't want to stop playing. I, I had to stop because it was getting so late and I, I, I had to get <laughs> ready for work the next day. But uh, yeah, I think I put in like a couple hours, two or three hours yesterday and I, I played another 40 minutes or so before we started recording. And it's a lot of fun. Um, uh, I think if someone's really got that itch for a Diablo type game and they're uh, waiting till June when Diablo 4 comes out, uh, you know, the Grim Dawn is not a bad place to look for uh, something to tide you over until then. It, it, it feels enough like Diablo uh, that you're, you're certainly getting uh, that itch scratched. Yeah, it, it's funny. I, my sister and I played a bit of this back in the day. So it actually came out in 2016. Okay. And I was actually looking at I didn't realize this was a Kickstarter game. Oh, uh, neat. Okay. Yeah, on twenty in 2012, uh, it was funded up. And yeah, within four days or whatever it was, it, it beefed up there pretty quick. But um, yeah, so I guess and it looks like it just came to Xbox One Mm. at the end of 2021, but uh, they've looks like they got a number of expansions and stuff. But yeah, I was because originally when I was like, oh, I should get him Diablo 2. Like that'd be freaking perfect. Mm. I I know it's not a Steam game, um, but then I was like, oh, but I know like you were holding off on that because, you know, with all the the bad stuff that was happening with Blizzard. Yeah. uh, So I was like, I don't know if he's still steadfast on that, like not trying to play Blizzard and like, I'd hate to get you a game like here's a game. And you're like, well, I'm not playing those games. And then refund return. Yeah. Yeah. Um, (laughs) Yeah. And then like, actually, and then I was like, oh, you know what? Like maybe I was like, I remember like, yeah, like grim, like a Diablo S game. And then like, boom. I, yeah, I yeah. Sale too. I was like, perfect. It's a great. Uh, it's it's a great gift because I, I again, I just I had no idea about it. And I, I go into it thinking, oh, okay, like Casey said, it's kind of Diablo esque. I'm like, okay, well, I don't even know if I'm really into a game like that right now. I just haven't really been thinking about it. Um, the only reason I've been thinking about Diablo Four lately is my my buddy's actually working on the game, and so oh, wow, uh, I'm, I'm, ex- awesome. I'm yeah, it's really cool. He got he got a job at Blizzard, so I'm, I'm excited. Is he like an artist or something, or uh, he no, he's in uh, game game design of some kind uh hmm. I, I can't maybe systems development you or something get the like that. friends and family alpha bro i i wish i i haven't i haven't asked him about it yet and the truth i am almost like i don't want to play it until launch i want to play like i want everyone to kind of go in fresh because we're all going to play it as a group mm-hmm. and obviously i want to i want to support that game because he's working on it specifically uh diablo 2 whether i would go back to that or not i'm not sure how, how i feel about it but yeah grim dawn was just a fantastic kind of palette cleanser or I, you know, aperitif maybe to get me ready uh, and thinking about Diablo four again. So yeah, it worked out very well, I think. Yeah. And it seems like Blizzard's been making changes, obviously. Yes. Yes, for sure. They've done some uh, deplorable things in the past, but it seems like they've got some good leadership over there now and hopefully they keep on sort of fixing things up. But yeah, Yeah, yeah. looks, looks pretty freaking rad. And, and I will be, I've already got it pre-ordered, so uh, yeah. I mean, yeah. first and foremost, like obviously, I want to support my my 
good friend who's working on the game. Uh, yeah, obviously, I think there's still room for them to improve and grow, but it does sound like maybe things are are improving and uh, we'll, we'll see how that goes. But yeah, gosh, uh, just add add another game to the list of really exciting titles coming out of 2023. You know, hopefully nothing else comes out there on that time. Well, yeah, it's it comes out in June, right? And that's yeah. Final Fantasy 16 comes out in June, I believe, as well. Yeah, yeah. you almost got like to pick, you gotta pick and, one. Like, and, and no one's going to finish Diablo 4 in a week. <laughs> well, the good thing with Diablo 4 is, like, that's a game, like, you could just play, like, a chunk here and there, you know? Yeah, yeah. Or I'm assuming, it. if it's, like, other Diablo games, right? Like, but yeah, yeah. It's going to be a, it's going to be a very good summer, I think. Absolutely. I'm just reading here, too, that uh, the developer of Grim Dawn, Crate Entertainment, is a, an indie studio made up of uh, people who used to work at Blizzard, Irrational, and Harmonix. It makes a ton of sense, right? Yes, like it they, does. Yep. They, <laughs> yeah, they obviously know what goes into making a game like that fun. And it, it, it is fun. Like, it, it has, it checks those boxes of giving you that rush of, like, look at all the loot popping up. Look at how, like, you know, all the sound effects and, and visual effects that happen when you level up and when you're just smashing through waves of enemies. Like, it... It, it's it's got all those kind of dopamine hits that make a game like this fun, um, and I I just hadn't really been thinking about how how much I really like these games. Like they're just so kind of mindless, but yeah, the time just melts away when you're playing them. Just going from one objective to the next, not really thinking too much about like the you know larger narrative or anything, and just enjoying the minute to minute gameplay. It, it, it does that very well. Mm, heck yeah, cool. up on the list is Paige with uh, Potion Craft and uh, just before you start Paige, uh, you and I were talking beforehand about how uh, you had told me on the previous episode what the game was and then I thought my daughter was playing it but I named some other game but then I looked it up on uh, Steam and it, this is the game that my daughter somehow found on her own and started <laughs> playing. <laughs> so funny. Also yeah. real quick before you get into it this was a game that I potentially thought about doing for short. <laughs> Oh, oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's so funny. Yeah, I, be- I believe it. Yeah, well, I was, I was about to say like, oh, hurry up, the baby's been asleep for half an hour, and now she's waking up on me. So. <laughs> um, but yeah, Persian Craft started is... with Paige when the baby was yeah. sleeping. Yeah. <laughs> um, Persian Craft is an basically an alchemist simulator, much more literal and straight to the point than say an atelier game. Um, it's sort of. The main thing that comes across to mind is the very medieval style, art style, like everything is, looks like it's been done on paper and the, the, the way everything's drawn looks like how some of those illustrations from that era are. So all the people appear like 2D and things like that. And you're basically just running a little alchemy shop and the, the crafting system is um, interesting. So you pop in the ingredients in the cauldron and you can either and crush them if you want with a mortar and pestle, and you basically stir them, and like you're following like this little map to get to certain things. So you know, putting in this ingredient will build the pathway, 
and then stirring it will make it closer to that thing. So you're trying to get to this new potion that you haven't discovered yet. So um, I'm wasting an absolute ton of ingredients trying to get across to new potions to find out what they do. Um, so I'm not doing very well financially, but you do get free free ingredients every day in your garden. And you can also buy them, which is basically how I'm wasting all my money. And I'm not making good enough quality ingredients for what everyone wants. Um, but it's mostly like so. The overall, <laughs> the overall gameplay is pretty like semi simple. But you like you can save your recipes, and then obviously you want to redo the recipes because you don't want it, you don't need to use that many ingredients to get to where it is now. Because like as you move across the map, you clear up what you can see. And there's like bone bits you don't want to go into because that destroys the whole potion. Um, um, so you like you save the new recipe so that you're not wasting as many ingredients to make it. And then you can do like add extra traits to it. So you can like sort of go over it. And then if you land right in the middle, it might be twice as strong. Or you can like go from one potion, sort of make it, and then start turning it into another potion so it does two things. So that, and that's like all the people want. Like I want something that makes me nimble and heals my broken nose or something. Don't <laughs> we should, all? We all, yeah. Okay. That it's not good enough strength. You can also haggle. I don't really get the system of that because it's just sort of clicking on things across the screen. I think I'm trying to click the same one or something. Hmm. Um, but then that makes them unhappy if you successfully haggle. <laughs> so, so then, you know, your star rating on Yelp goes down and you can't. <laughs> Um, yeah, not, I'm not any good at making the money, um, and I'm glad that I finally <laughs> found where the recipe book was because I was getting a little sick of having to do the literal work of like crushing the flowers and popping them in every time to make the same five healing potions a day. But it is, yeah, the main thing is just how it looks, really. Um, and they, yeah, I, I did see this because they announced it was coming to Switch um, at one of the indie yes, things for right. Christmas. Um, so now I don't have to get the switch. Uh, uh, Paige, I was going to ask, is there like an overarching objective or goal? Like are you working towards something or is it kind of just a day-to-day simulation? To um, and then they'll like unlock new things. So I like did the goal of making something with two traits, which I just had to look up how to do because it doesn't really tell you. Um, and then that means I have more ingredients I can get. Um, I can Eventually I can buy some machines, which I guess will automate the process a bit and make things better. But... I'm too poor for that at the moment. Mm-hmm. Um, one thing I was interested, I don't know if it's the case, but like you can talk to merchants and like like actually talk to them as well. So I'm wondering like do they get like a story throughout? Do you ever get to like, you know, because they say different things. So I'm wondering how much character development you get throughout the game mm-hmm. Yeah. with them. And I've just clicked on it and it seems so... Um, they posted um, in mid-December that they're going to add a bunch more stuff to the game, like um, more gardening things, new ingredients, and all sorts of stuff. So they're still working on it. Yeah. Well, it's. Uh, I'll even mention it. It is in Game Pass. Like that's how my daughter ended up finding it. Hmm. Okay. Because um, she was playing the the games that she's been playing lately is like Fortnite and Among Us and I'm like find a good game please like mm-hmm. go through the game pass look for anything mm-hmm. like just stop playing stop playing these games so she uh, just found it herself she's going through it and I know like her and her friend like to jokingly make potions or whatever like in real life so I, I'm sure that's what uh, 
attracted her to the, her to the game, so she ended up downloading it and then um, mm. playing it. But yeah, it's free on or not free, I guess. But I mean, it's it's available in Game Pass if someone it's wanted. It's free for her. That's that's true. Yeah, it's free for her. <laughs> yeah. Does she enjoy it? making various po- poisons? I don't know. It was. I haven't. I. I didn't even know she was playing it until I like walked past one time and it the art style stood out for me because yeah. I'm like, what is that you're playing? Like I for uh, I uh, my in- initial reaction is I thought she was playing that um, Obsidian game, the Pentum Pentum. Pentum, Pentum, Pentum oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. That's what I thought of when I saw this game initially. I'm like, oh, it kind of reminds me a little bit of Pentiment, which it, people have been talking about around the end of the year because it was kind of up for some game of the year awards. Right. So, yeah. But no, she seemed to be having fun. She was doing the the mashing of the. When I had seen her, she was she, like, it, it was that I don't know what that thing is called. It's like the little the bowl, and, and you have like the masher. Yeah, um, more and pestle. That's what Paige was talking about. You, you yeah. can use it in the kitchen in real life too. So. Yeah, yeah. Well, I have I have a friend that has like this exact one. Like it's an iron one with like an iron masher there you go. and that's, stuff. That's the birthday present idea for for the. David yeah. just mashes things with his mm-hmm. fist. He just puts it on the cutting board and smashes it like all. Yeah, yeah. That's uh, that's that's my way of releasing stress. Is uh, you know, punching it or stepping on whatever, mash, mashing uh, whatever I find in our garden. The herbs and and roots taste better when you mash them up by hand. I think so. Yeah, you um, really taste the rage. That's right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> David, I was gonna say it's it's quite a departure from doesn't your daughter play like roblox or minecraft and fortnite and then to go to this it seems uh, uh, uh she's a, all over the place because sure. she likes those games but then um she's been really into the 3ds as well and she's been she plays a lot of um tamagotchi life and mm. style savvy right so she's uh she's definitely a lot more adventurous in, in games than my son he's like 90 percent fortnite and 10 percent rocket league <laughs> so you know, yeah. I, I guess uh, I, I'm gonna let let them off the hook based on their age, but uh, at some point uh, I'm gonna have to like start enforcing uh, some kind of martial law that uh, only only good games are played in this house. So It'll be an hour of RPG play every night after homework, at, yeah. before homework. Night Fortnite on Fridays. Yeah, there's not enough Square Enix being played on this PC. This yeah. is. I'm gonna be I'm gonna be fired from my brand ambassadorship. Can you change? I play Octopath. No. Um, <laughs> one thing to mention about the game is I guess it would fit because there's a lot of things I know like on social media where they're talking about cozy games. Um, mm. I find a lot of games get put in that category that I wouldn't classify as it because they'll have like combat or some other things. But this I'd say definitely fits into it because you don't have any bills to pay. Like you can buy ingredients and upgrades, but like there's no. Yeah, you lose ingredients, you don't really lose money, basically. Yeah. Aside from your the repo you know. man doesn't come to yeah, take your no, ingredients yeah. if you don't and pay the... Yeah. You can just go to sleep, and then there'll be some ingredients in the garden the next day. So you could just dig, you know, ignore everything and go to sleep. <laughs> Repeatedly. So it's a, it's a good, like, definitely, I think, something to pick up and play. Um, I think the only frustrating thing is tr- yeah, trying to figure out how to do something. Like, end up having to look up how to do two traits and stuff like that, because it doesn't mm. quite give you enough instructions in that regard yeah i I, that just to return to my game for a second i I, that was one issue i I, i'd found that i didn't get to mention i just finding like how to do certain things like it wasn't as intuitive as something like 
like Diablo or maybe just like maybe I'm used to console games get a little, with a little bit more handholding or tutorialization. But I, I yeah, just jumping into um, Grim Dawn, like I feel like oh, how, how do I play this game again? Or you know, how do I how do I do this? How do I raise my skills up? How do I where's the merchant to sell stuff? Like there wasn't as much signposting, I suppose. Um, I, I do, I do want to check out Potion Craft when it comes to Switch, though. I think that uh, it seems like a good kind of like page as cozy game uh, works really well portably too. So, yeah, unfortunately, mm-hmm. my um, portable device has not arrived yet. Still. Oh yeah, you're still waiting. Yes, for that. right. Yeah. So, so have you have you uh, broken the news about that purchase or? No, I was waiting for it to get here. They'd be like, "Oh, look what arrived!" In the mail. <laughs> you got you got to you got to wait until you can't cancel it before before breaking the news. That's look the... what David sent me. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, not David. Jeff Keeley from the Game Awards. Page one. She won one of those Steam decks. They're giving away every minute. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Mill Funder sixty nine all along. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Had to I, be Paige. I'll... Speaking of big big purchases, uh, the PSVR two. Uh seed is, is sort of wheedling its way into Uh-oh. my brain Uh-oh. i don't know if it's gonna happen i still haven't jumped on the the, the bandwagon but man it's it's tempting can um, you just play regular games with the psvr and it do that like where it's like yes. looks like you're looking at a movie theater or something like uh, i don't know <laughs> but i'm just thinking like resident evil village in vr dude oh my goodness resident evil 4 remake in vr Come oh on. my good la- dude I, I'd have to get a, a pack of undies, a new pack of undies. <laughs> oh, yes. You got to wear say, some Depends, man. Really depends. Is he saying that it's Resident Evil, but actually he just really wants to play Among Us in VR? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> My first, yeah. I said, I won't play Among Us until I can do it in VR. Right. Just don't be sitting on the couch when you play that VR game, Casey. <laughs> and also Gran Turismo. Ooh. Yeah, that'd be, that'd be a good one, too. Any of the racing games. You're gonna get the whole, you know, you need the whole wheel and the pedals and the shifter. Yeah, yeah, do do it right. Yeah, it's two thousand dollars later. Yeah, you just hope it doesn't all break. <laughs> yep. Uh, David, I remember when we were going on about like uh, card games and board games and stuff last episode. I remembered the one that I forgot about, which was, um, you know, Cactopot in Final Fantasy fourteen in the Golden Saucer. You ever yep. played that? Yeah, they did a board game of that, and I have that. Oh, and cool! It's, so it's sort of like played a little bit. It's sort of like a little you're just sort of betting um, on it. It's sort of bingo-ish, like sim- yeah, similar to the game. So you're sort of betting what you're gonna get. Um, and it, yeah, it just looks like the game exactly. Like, like the the board looks like it. You've got all the little pieces. So it's really cool. Yeah, that's neat. So, and this was. Uh... Because obviously you couldn't have ordered this directly from Square. You must have got it through um, like a. I think that one sells more freely some other places, or at least they import. Like I don't know if that one's a store exclusive because I got it through a local retail local um, board game place. Ah, okay. Yeah. Cool. Well, so I guess that. That's the segue. Last, last, last but not least. Last but not least. Oh wait, is there is there a uh, um a uh, Golden Saucer in that game that you're about to talk about. Oh, I I don't know yet. There's uh, definitely been uh, a lot of Final Fantasy VII references so far. Like they, I've seen a few, and the references are still coming, <laughs> uh, which I'm which I'm pretty happy about. 
So uh, the game that I teased last week, and I think uh, people probably know what it was because when I when I did the editing, I realized that you said, um, Paige, you, you had mentioned the Maxima version. Nice. <laughs> I'm like, mm, yes. yeah. They're like, oh, people might pick up on that. Um, so Paige got me World of Final Fantasy. Uh, this is a game, I don't think it was on my wish list, but I've seen it a few times and I always like thought about getting it, but just never actually like pulled the trigger. Uh, so I, so when I got it, I was uh, very, very intrigued. Uh, looking forward to playing it, and uh, I'm about twelve-ish, I think, hours into it now, and I'm on chapter. I think it's like fifteen. I'm on chapter fifteen, and the, I, I think there's twenty-one chapters in the game. Uh, I haven't had to use a walkthrough or anything because it's pretty. So the way the game works is. Uh, you play as two, uh, like a brother and sister, uh, Rain and Lan- Lane, Rain and Lane, I think is the um, the names. And uh, basically, you it's funny. So, so the game starts off with um, Lane, Lane um, getting up to go to work, and he's like a barista in a Starbucks, <laughs> and and uh, he's he just goes, he starts making coffee, and there's a there's only one customer that's sitting there, and uh, his sister walk comes running in and screaming like there's no one here there's no one here and and lane's like what do you mean there's no one here and there's like nobody in the world except like the three of them like the two brother the brother and the sister and this this other girl and um you she uh so this this patron at the at the coffee place uh kind of coyly says like mentions that she's a god and uh, they're actually like from I don't know if they're, I don't think they're from the, this other dimension, but there's like this dimension called Grimoire um, where they can go and and they're basically like Pokemon masters, I guess is the best way to put it. Because World of Final Fantasy is kind of like um, a, a Square Enix version of uh, Pokemon. And uh, so the world of Grimoire is basically this mismatch of like all these different Final Fantasy places, references, all kind of, you know, combined into one. And uh, the whole point of this thing is that the, the two of them uh, used to be these very powerful uh, Mirage Keepers is what uh, they're not Pokemon. They're called Mirages in the game. And uh, they were these like powerful keepers and but they've lost their memories. So they go on this adventure in Grimoire to to recapture their memories. And uh, in their like so far, they've been going to different places. So you <laughs> you start in Cornell, Cornell, ah, Cornelia, um, and uh, the first people that you help is like Princess Sarah and the Warrior of Light, mm. and uh, then you move on to like different places. So like, it's funny. Uh, I showed up. I showed up at what I thought was Midgar based on everything, but like, because you're looking at it and I'm like, well, this is clearly Midgar. And then I walk in and it's like Nibelheim, and I'm like, what? <laughs> <laughs> like, that's bull. This is Midgar. Don't give me this bull. This is clearly Midgar. Uh, but like Tifa was there and. Uh, so and it's funny because all the characters in Grimoire are uh, are basically like little chibi versions of themselves. Like they're called Lilikins. Uh, so the, so all the like main characters are these like little chibi versions. Uh, so it's like yeah. Tifa. It's like Crisis Core Tifa. So she's like this little Tifa with like a cowboy hat. Um, um I I prefer the Lilikin art style because the main like the I don't know if you mentioned that they they can they sort of change between the two. And they're called yeah. Giants with a J. <laughs> yeah, Giants with a J. <laughs> um, and that's like really the sort of Kingdom Hearts art style of looking people. Yes. I don't like, I they, don't like that they at look all. very Kingdom Hearts. So yeah. I'd keep I'd keep them as like the, the lovely people for as long as I could. 
Yeah. Well, and that's that's actually part of the combat. So the so the combat is very Pokemon esque. Uh, you actually, it's funny because there's like two menus. Like you can use like a Pokemon meant like uh, when you're in a battle. There's like a a Pokemon version where it shows like the different attacks, and then you just hit the buttons. Uh, but because I'm playing on my Steam Deck, it, it the game doesn't change. Like it still says like L K O. Like it shows like the letters. So I'm like, well, I don't I don't know what buttons these like represent on my steam deck so i so there is an option to go to classic mode which is like the final fantasy menu basically so you can just select like abilities or or attack or whatever so i just uh, switch the default to that and um but the way that it works is when so you collect the the monsters the same way you would in pokemon where you use like so the pokeballs are called imprisms so it's like these like little prisms that you throw at them and then you capture them pretty much the exact same way um, but it's not just a standard like, oh, you throw out your Pokemon and it does a fight. Um, they do this thing, weird thing. It's called stacks where uh, they're uh, all the characters are either small, medium and large. And so you can put the large characters on the bottom and then you can stack medium and small characters like basically they're on each other's heads or depending on on the different things. Like so I have a dragon now and. The dragon is the large, and so I have the the brother as a, a lilikin, so he's like a medium, so he's riding the dragon's back, and then there's a small character that's just sitting on the head of of the brother in his lilikin form. Uh, but you can also do where, like you said, you can make them giant, so they have like their Kingdom Heart version looking of themselves so they're much larger and then you can have a medium one on its head and then a small one on their head and it's not just uh for looks either so what happens is is when they're stacked uh, they combine their hp into one and they also like combine their attacks and all that sort of thing so there's like benefits to stacking and sometimes there's benefits to unstacking and uh just a very unique battle system i can't even think of any game that even came close to this <laughs> like it's it's very strange um, uh, you know and i i was gonna say like, I, can, I can think of games where you stack but not in a 10 base game yeah yeah so it's it's uh it's neat uh i'm enjoying the story like it's it's fun going back to uh the the uh comedy in it is very fun like the the brother and sister dynamic is hilarious because like the brother's kind of a buffoon and the sister's more of like a, a smart thinker and uh, and they have this um, character, Tama, who's kind of like their guide, but also a mirage that they can use in battle. And uh, they're always, so the Tama and uh, Rain Tama are always kinda, making fun. kind of talks like Starfire. Like, yeah, yeah. Well, she um, she uh, adds the word the into, like, into, into the, all, whatever her sentence is, like um, mid, mid word and stuff. Yeah. So it's kind uh, and of, I forget kinda there's a fairy. Uh, like back at the home base and i forget what her name is but she has a very like dry personality and i really like that one too oh yeah i i can't think of uh i know who you're talking about but i can't think of because there's a couple characters back at home base like there's uh choco choco chin or something like that there's like a shopkeeper um and then but then there's um i think it's uh, like sefi or something like that uh, and uh she holds like the prism case where where you can exchange like the different monsters and stuff. Uh, so my current build right now is I have like the dragon, rain, and Tama. Sorry, the dragon, 
Lane and Tama. And then I have um, a Magitech Armor robot at uh, LAN. And, oh, I can't remember. Oh, it's like this, um, I can't remember the name of it, but it's it's like a snow, like this little tiny snow uh, ice, ice-based ice uh, monster. And, yeah, we went through all, like, all different places. So it started in Cornelia, um, went to Nibelheim. Uh, there was kind of like a swampy area where I met Snow. And um, so he was kind of funny. Uh, when I met Snow, he was uh, currently cursed with the frog affliction. So I had to figure <laughs> out how to how to uncurse him. Um, have you gotten, like, you've gotten any summons yet? Yeah, so I yeah. have. Um, uh, so they're, they also have these, so they're called Champions. So when you when you find these different people that you can uh, there's a like a meter that builds up as you're being attacked and then you can summon some of the characters. So I think I have about nine right now, I think. So I can like summon uh, the Warrior of Light, uh, Rafia, Tifa, Lightning. Uh, I got Squall. I just met Squall uh, and he was he's pretty badass. <laughs> um, so now I can use him as a champion. Uh, was your uh, snow one called Babblers or something? Sorry? Uh, you had, like you said, you thought it was a snow one, and I've looked, I was looking at the Mirage list, and there's one that looks like Jack Frost crossed with, like, a Pachirisu from Pokemon. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, okay. uh, Babblers? Babblers, yeah. something like that? Yeah. Yeah, that's that's the one I have right now um, on uh, LAN. Um, I, but I just started using it, so I'm not 100% sure all their attacks um uh yeah and there's a i just met a character from dirge of cerberus <laughs> where like i i felt like i was supposed to know who it was and then i'm like i've never heard of this person before so i googled them and i'm like oh man it's a dirge of cerberus character um so yeah it was just neat going through like the different final fantasy so like when i when i went to nibelheim like so tifa helped me out but then when i got there uh rydia uh, took me to this like fire cavern and uh, she was afraid of fire because, like, she has an ice dragon summon. <laughs> so, so like, she was uh, conquering her fear of fire while we were in there. And, um, like, also has a fear of fire in Casey's game, as he, he remembers, or maybe he hasn't got there yet, but yeah, right. She has to overcome that fear of fire to melt the ice, uh, to get up the mountain, uh, yeah, to go to, go to see Yang. Yeah. So, it's neat having like these, these, uh, you know, callbacks to these old games. So, it's mm-hmm. pretty, pretty neat. So, I, Just- does it make you feel like you're in the world of Final Fantasy? <laughs> it certainly does. Like having all the characters come back. Like it was funny because when Lightning came back, I'm like, man, they they really need to bring Lightning back to like something now because I, I miss her as a character. I thought she was pretty pretty neat. I didn't necessarily like uh, Final Fantasy 13 per se, but and Lightning as a character, I think, is pretty neat. But uh, yeah, like a. Uh, like I said, I'm, I don't know. It's funny because like I'm on chapter 15 of 21, but then I was looking at the, the how long to beat and it said it's about 30 hours. Mm-hmm. So I'm probably at the halfway point if, if uh, that's how long it's going to take me, I guess, based on my play time. But so really big um, chapters or you, maybe they're counting the DLC as well. Yeah, it's hard to, hard to be. say, but I haven't really done too many. So on top of all that, like you can go back to the, to the uh, this other dimension that you originally come from, and I haven't really done. There's like a coliseum that's uh, run by um, 
Oh, who's the little guy with the knife again? I'm, I'm blanking on his name. Tonberry. Tonberry. Yeah. That's what I thought, yeah. Tonberry, but I'm like, no, that can't be it. You would know what yeah. Tonberry is called, surely. Yeah. Mr. So the, there's a Yeah. There's a Tonberry that runs a Coliseum so that you can get like rewards for fighting characters. And I did that once because uh <laughs> like there's so many systems because on top of like the champions, you can also um get like these mega mega summons. So um I defeated a Cerberus. Uh, so I can turn, I haven't figured out how to do it yet, but like, I guess you can, you can expend all your magic to call in Cerberus, but you have to have a Fenrir um, that's leveled up enough to be able to do it. So I went to the Coliseum to capture a Fenrir. And uh, so now like I have it unlocked, but I haven't figured out how to actually like call, call on Cerberus yet. But, uh, and then there's another section there's this tea room with the the girl it's literally called the girl who forgot her name. And there's like this, this girl who uh, allows you to um, it's basically you're getting like story beats of the champions that you've seen. So I went back, I did like the, the light warrior story. So the light, the warrior of light goes back into the castle, like where we, where I was and uh, sees uh, a Bahamut soldier in there and and uh he you fight on his behalf and then uh when it ends like the guy's like oh that was weird it felt like uh the mirage keepers were here again like so i guess like they don't see you fight for them but that's it's like more fighting basically and you unlock things uh, for your champ from like doing these champion stories so you get a little bit more backstory to these people in the in the world or whatever so but yeah i love the humor really digging it um the the story is neat and uh the battle system is a bit weird but i i don't mind it it's pretty fun so yeah. i i plan on finishing it so uh yeah, i would I say, say it's, a, it's a great got, pick got on the most into the game that, that we've all been given so i'm glad yeah. i chose to do that anyway despite the supposed steam issues that were going on <laughs> yeah i i was reading there was something about um i think it, something got fixed right before or... right before you purchased it because i i was looking in like the uh the community thing and there was people complaining about something and then there's like a patch or something so i don't i don't know if that yeah they, people deal, but... straight up like they did an update or something somewhat recently and then people just couldn't open the game at all oh yeah geez. but yeah it's um because yeah, what if I'm is on a lot of things? Because I originally got it on the Vita and that, um, and then they did a Maxima update, which was the DLC. But on certain mm-hmm. platforms, you can only get the Maxima versions. Like the Switch would be the version that comes with all the DLC. Which, as far yeah, as I'm aware, is like just a bunch of extra mirages and post-game content. Yeah, and I would say it works perfectly on Steam Deck. The only thing is the 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 button prompts are yeah uh, for your keyboard. <laughs> which don't translate at all to the steam deck so but i mean once once you're in there you've it, it just becomes natural what to push anyway so it doesn't it's i haven't noticed any need to uh like it hasn't stopped me from from enjoying it or anything so it's mm-hmm. just you figure it out and you move on it's not a big deal I, th- I think we did pretty well uh, this uh, Secret Santa go around. Everyone yeah, no to... motion sickness this time. <laughs> so, see, that's why George picked a 2D game. That's 
Yeah, nobody got sick. No one got. No one got. No one processed any refunds. So I think that's <laughs> that's a successful Secret Santa all around for sure. Amen. Yes, sir. Yeah, it's um, also kind of fun because you know, like say for example, one I bought for David that came out quite a while ago, so it was within our budget, even though it's a fairly you know decent chunk of game and a pretty good game. I, I know we were themselves. I know we were kind of waiting for this Steam sale and I, I guess we all got these games on sale to some extent is that right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah I think so. Yeah. Well, it was all at the same time. I think we were, it was all like the week before Christmas or something like that. Yeah. Yeah, it seems yeah, so was only like right a couple there. days before mm. Christmas so I was <laughs> waiting for that. Yeah, it's funny cuz I was like part of my uh, the other part uh, Diablo was pretty you know it was like double the limit of what we were trying to spend yeah so i was like yeah. ah, not not that it was like crazy amount of money but then i found this on sale but it's funny like the week after christmas diablo 2 went on sale and i was like oh man <laughs> of course so yeah that's why um david didn't get the dlc because i'm like it was already technically like a like a dollar over the budget and then i was like uh that'll make it double the budget i'll get in trouble if i do that yeah well it, yeah he, you can let David buy the DLC if he if he so inclines. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's hard. We're we're in a year where it's almost hard to buy or want to necessarily play DLC because there's just so many games coming out that you know if you spend so much extra time in a game playing like post game stuff or extra content, then you might be foregoing like an entirely. Uh, new experience, I guess, or with, with a different game. So, uh, like, as, as much as like I might want to play the DLC for uh, Xenoblade Three, like I don't know if I'm going to get to that this year uh, or or right, ever, that, maybe. Never. Right? Yeah. yeah. I think that's why I never played the Three Houses DLC. It just came out and not a good time. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, I like putting a bow on a game and just never thinking about it again it, until like I want to play it again like seven years later. Yeah, or if you well, get a if you get a deal on the DLC, maybe and it, it, that that's the good reason to go back. You got it. You got the extra content at a at a discount, and then you were already itching to go back to it at some point. It kind of works. That's out. why um, I like you can add DLC to wishlist on Switch, so you can like keep an eye out if something if the DLC does go on sale. And I think they they send you an email uh, usually when your wishlist stuff goes on sale, and I think that counts for DLC does. as well. I think, yeah. yeah. I would definitely be more inclined to buy DLC if it came out at the same time as the game because I find like if oh, it's coming out months DLC later, proponent. like I've already mm-hmm. forgotten, I've already forgotten everything about the game by the time the DLC comes out. So I'm yeah. like, well, I can't go back. I don't know even, don't even remember how to play. You heard it here first. David wants to pay more for that should be <laughs> included in the base game. It's ready at launch. Well, it, it's funny the the unintended consequence of playing World of Final Fantasy is now I've added every Final Fantasy game to my wish list on Steam because uh, I'm like I have to have all the Final Fantasies on my Steam Deck now. If you if you just limit your daughter to only playing Game Pass games, you'll be able to afford all that DLC you want to buy. Yeah. You don't have to buy her any buy her or your son any new games. Yeah, that's so the plan. V bucks and they yes. add up. Yeah. Well, no, they've already been banned from V Bucks. I said uh, they they all got um, one of the season passes like a year yeah, ago, yeah. and I said you basically got to play enough to to purchase your own uh, V, like because you earn V Bucks through the pass. So I'm yeah, like, right. don't you don't you spend those V Bucks because you ain't getting any more money. So if you wanna if you want your season pass every every time you, you got to earn it yourself i um, when i was a kid i played a lot of, like browser games and my um i played uh, Habbo hotel and you could buy a fernie so furniture for your room 
and um, my poor sibling got scammed and lost the thing that you know our mum had spent real money for us on because uh, someone's like, oh, yeah. I'll hold it and we'll make this room to get. <laughs> Oh so, no! You got too like, brutal. Oh, brutal. I, I, you know, maybe shouldn't maybe for games that they can do that in shouldn't give the kids money for things. But I'm like, well, no. Sometimes the only way to learn is to get scammed. So <laughs> special better, place in hell better, for those better, people that trick kids. Though. Better, better get scammed in a video game than with you. <laughs> it's yeah, tough, yeah. tough but yeah. fair, <laughs> I suppose. <laughs> I don't know, it's very heavy-handed parenting, I guess. <laughs> so. Um, so I, I guess that'll uh, take us to the end of this episode. Thanks, everybody, uh, listening to our impressions of our Secret Santa games. Uh, always nice to kind of share and, and get people to try something new, right? Like, I think for all of us, this was uh, maybe something we're familiar with, but maybe something we also wouldn't have picked up for ourselves necessarily. Um, although World of Final Fantasy, I, I can't believe David hadn't played that yet. I mean, it's literally... You know, it, the title sounds like what he would want his dream world to be. So, uh, or, or his dream yeah. amusement I, I, park or I something live like in that. The world of Final Fantasy every day. Once you, world trails of the. <laughs> you're you're changing your your kids' Fridays to TGIFF every Friday. Thank goodness it's Final Fantasy Friday, and you're, you're only yeah. allowed to play Final Fantasy games on Fridays, kids. Doesn't um, sound like a bad day. <laughs> no, no, it wouldn't be a bad day. Uh, that's going to be me when the Pixel remasters uh, come to Switch. Um, I still owe David some beers for that, so I need to get. I need to get on. <laughs> I know I need to get on that. I was thinking about that. Uh, uh, I was at the liquor store. Every time I see like kind of attractive looking cans, I'm like, oh, oh yeah, I got. I got pick pick one of these sets out for David. Um, but yeah, this will do it for the episodes. Thanks everybody for listening. Uh, we're going to have some Fire Emblem Engage impressions next week, I believe. Uh, is it just Paige and myself picking that one up? Uh, David, Casey, are you guys in? Nope. Nope. Okay. Really. <laughs> And like I said, it definitely does sound a little more intriguing knowing a little bit more about it. But uh, no, I'm playing Demon Souls. I've got other games to be to be had. I mean, that, that's the thing. I kind of cleared out a little bit of backlog to get to this. Right? I, did, I didn't take on any extra review games knowing that Fire Emblem was coming out. So I put a bow on Persona 3 Portable. Uh, you can obviously check that out. NintendoWorldReport.com uh, gave it an eight. Really enjoyed it. But I was like, okay, I'm not going to take anything while I'm doing I mean, 40 hours in Persona 3 Portable. Like, that was already a long, a big commitment, right you know? Like, it's a, it was a big boy. So uh, to save a little bit of time in the week after I finished it for getting, just getting ready for Fire Emblem, checking out Grim Dawn, uh, I'm ready for Friday, so. Uh, um, I'm like halfway through a 40-hour review game, so I think uh, Fire Emblem is what I'll play as, like, a break when I've had enough of <laughs> that game. Right on, yeah. It's it's tough. Like sometimes you just don't know how long the game's gonna be and you get in the middle of it and you just gotta get through it at some point. But yeah, I mean Fire Emblem is a game like I I, do, I also don't really want to rush through. Like that's my kind of my game, I think, until the end of October uh end of February, I should say. Yeah. So end of October. Yeah, end of October, yeah. yeah. It's been a long year. Well, well yeah, that's sort of like Demon Souls, right? Because like I'm sure you could look up or any Souls game, you could look up how long it is to beat, but it's yeah. it's gonna vary so much oh, depending on especially... how big you are. Yeah, especially yes. an action game, especially it's much more difficult to. Assess. So yeah, I, I don't want to have like another forty-hour game looming. You know, it's like I want to just try and sort of take my time and not think like, oh, I want to spend three hours and actually get three hours ahead in the game. You know. Yeah, exactly. Like, that's right. I just want right. to go in there and you know, if I if I get my butt kicked for an hour and don't really make any progress, I don't want to be like, oh, I wasted my time. I literally just bought Persona Three right now. Because yeah. he reminded me that it, it went on sale at midnight. Yeah, that's right. 
Yeah, it's a it's a good week for RPG fans again. Persona three, portable, uh, Persona three, Persona four, Golden, and Fire Emblem all coming out. Like kind of something for everyone there. Um, One yeah, piece good last week. week. What's that? <laughs> One piece last week. One Piece came out last week. Yep, yeah. I'm not sure. Uh, I know Forspoken's coming soon. Um, the uh, Hogwarts game is coming soon. Like there are there are a lot of options for people early in the year. So I'm sure someone's going to have, uh, or everyone should have something to play uh, that they're interested in. But mm-hmm. yeah, uh, let's uh, we'll wrap it up here. Um, you know where to find us. Uh, any podcast uh, app of choice, the Thursday Mage. If you can leave us a comment, a review, that'd be great. Uh, But we'll talk to everybody next week with some Fire Emblem engaged thoughts. Bye for now. Adios. Bye. Bye.